Welcome to the third season of the Call Her CEO podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Ted Rogers Student Society and highlights the experiences of female identifying entrepreneurs and senior business leaders. My name is Sharon Zan, and I'll be your host for the Call Her CEO podcast this season. I would like to welcome today's guest, Karishma Call. Karishma, if you could give us a brief overview of what you do and how you got to where you are today, that would be great. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, just to get started, a uh, little bit of background about me and where what I do as uh, work. So um, I come from India, uh, northern state of India called Kashmir, and uh, as grew up half my childhood in Kashmir, remaining in Delhi. And then at about age of 24, I moved to Canada. I uh, got my first job here with American Express, uh, just uh, a travel consultant, and have been ever since moving around, being in different, uh, as- dealing with different aspects of tourism, I would say. Uh, and currently, I'm head of operations at G2 Travel. And having said that, G2 Travel is a bit of unique company. Uh, If you guys know about travel and tourism, you would generally have an idea of travel agents trying to sell tours, um, your airline, uh, your hotels, your um, tourist attractions. Uh, But G2 Travel is a receptive tour operator. So by receptive tour operator, what we do is all these components of travel, uh, which are required, which are required, like your flight tickets, your accommodation, your transportation, meals, attractions, guides, we package all these together for international tourists coming into United States and Canada. And I am heading the operations here in Canada for both both United States and um, Canada, and we put together all these arrangements for the groups. And I have a team uh, that is generally on the phones, talking to suppliers and providing support to these uh, tours once they are on the road. So um, interesting job, uh, something different than just selling tour. It is more about operating different components of tourism. So what I do in a nutshell is a very, very exciting yet stressful job. (laughs) I can see how it could be stressful with all the operations overseas. Exactly. It's a lot of coordination. And uh, most of the times, you know, yes, we, I, I, most of the times I would say my, one of my pet peeves is it's not rocket science, but it is a very complicated science. Mm-hmm. And when you first came to Canada, was it hard for you to find like a job that you wanted being a woman and a minority and how did you overcome that so um luckily for me finding my first job was not difficult uh i get ended up getting a job at american express within 15 days of uh, landing in canada i would say i was lucky in that aspect however um i came with a lot of experience i already came with about five, six years of uh, work experience. And I was already kind of at a managerial role in India. But once I came to Canada, 
I had to start from the bottom. Like I had to redo it all. So that was a bit of step back. Uh, the other thing uh, initially when I joined, I kind of uh, did realize that being a minority from a different country, somebody with an accent, you know, getting up there was a, was a bit difficult. But um, if you put your mind to it, you start working on it and you're good with what you do, I, I, you, the, the, the country does offer a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And when you were studying at school, was this what you envisioned yourself doing post-grad, like working for a travel company, being head of office? Yes, because I did, I did my uh, undergrad in travel and tourism itself. So I was pretty focused on to where I want to go. And I continued in that direction. Uh, tra tourism, traveling places, knowing cultures, that's my passion. And um, uh, eventually to add to that, once I got the understanding of travel and tourism and, and culture societies and how this whole network works across the world, the next thing I did, I did my uh, master's in business administration to kind of give me a little bit more uh, understanding of how travel and business can correlate. How many years did it take you to get? To uh, it, the total, it took me five years. Uh, in India, the graduation is three years and your undergrad is three years and then your postgrad is two years. Oh. But my uh, postgrad, I did along with like I kind of was working as well as uh, studying part time. Oh, wow. So from postgrad to now, how long did it take you to become the head of operations? Man, 20 long years. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, yes, it, it has been uh, a long journey. And you just mentioned to me that it is difficult for women. And yes, you, you are right. It is difficult for women. It is for some reason, for un, some unforeseen reason, um, not... It's not very evident in the society what, what that reason is, but it, the journey is always longer for a woman because she needs to prove herself a little bit more. And in my case, it, it, this, this was kind of very evident between me and my brother. Uh, my brother is just a year younger than me. And um, in terms of when we were getting, uh, we were growing up, our schooling, education, grades, we were kind of always at par doing everything yet uh, he, he was he really uh, accelerated in his career much faster than I do like, like within first uh, after completing his MBA his post-graduation within six years he was um, an associate director in a multinational bank whereas in my case it, it took a long time like literally um, I had to go through five jobs before I could finally find my calling. Mm -hmm. And would you, I would say, what does it mean to be a girl boss to you considering you dealt with um, that at par thing with your brother and seeing how hard it is for a woman to overcome that? Uh, it, it means a lot. It means a lot for me because, uh, again, uh, what, what I kind of realized is 
uh, one of the reasons uh, that I, because I've been in sales and operations, uh, what I saw is that men uh, tend to take more non-calculated risks uh, and that is more acceptable. Whereas women by nature are a little bit more cautious, even if they are taking risks, they are taking very calculated risks, taking into consideration each and every factor in and around them. Uh, and as a result, um, it, it, takes, it takes us a little bit longer compared to men who technically I've mostly seen them gamble on things and sometimes they hit a jackpot and other times they fail. But um, being, being, having said that, uh, the reason I brought that up is being a boss, being at a stage where I am after 20 years and having team and uh, being a mentor to a lot of girls who work, have worked for me, are working for me. Uh, it, it's important because I'm leading by example. I'm not sitting and gambling out there. I'm making very calculated and informative decisions for my team. So yes, um, I have grown a lot. I have learned a lot in, in these 20 years. And all in all, I kind of feel that, yes, you know, I'm not misleading anyone. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's very important for me. And also, uh, as I was in this learning process and growing slowly, uh, what I kind of realized for myself was I just didn't want to be a boss or a manager. I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to be someone my peers, uh, my subordinates look up to, always leading by example. That has always been my mantra. It's always been, I, I, I can't expect someone uh, to do a job that I can't teach them as a boss mm -hmm. or I can't handle as a boss. So that's been very important to me. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. I would love to have you as my boss, knowing that you care so much about leading by example and not just about giving everyone tasks to do or just bossing people around. Love to hear that. And for, can you walk us through what a regular, work day looks like for you so like basically a day in the life with karishma day in the life for karishma is quite hectic quite hectic um it's uh, as i just explained to you my current job is a lot about coordination and with the company i'm working with it's it's a multinational company our sales offices are in Far East, uh, our, we have operations here in North America and my immediate boss who's um, uh, happens to be a lady is working out of Rome in Europe. So in a regular work day, I'm managing three time zones. So I'm Far East, Europe and North America. So um, it tends to generally kind of start early in the morning between eight, 8.30, uh, I am already heading into the office, uh, tend to start my day with checking any urgent emails that need to be actioned from Far East. 
then about 11 o'clock or so, touching base with my boss, checking if there needs to be something done, making sure going through the system that my team is performing and things are under control. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of customer service issues. So, you know, we, I, as many of the times I end up dealing with some escalations too. And uh, then also putting into place uh, things like um, new procedures, policies, and handing over reports to our head office. So I generally tend to uh, run about a 10 to 11 hour workday. Uh, Monday to Friday, and uh, I'm a little bit uh, on the home front then. Um, I'm quite a bit OCD. Uh, I like to have <laughs> things in order and everything at its own place. So uh, it generally tends to be a long, exhausting uh, day for me. But uh, with given the kind of job I'm doing, I generally don't have many dull moments. Um, I, I try to keep it interesting. Uh, I've, over the years, I have uh, learned to laugh and enjoy the silly things that happen around us and stupidity sometimes we encounter because uh, I feel that's the best way to deal with them than just kind of getting angry about it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that since your boss and other colleagues are in different time zones, Mm -hmm. How do you guys accommodate everyone's meeting times? Is it sometimes you have to do early mornings, late at night, or is it vice versa? Yes, vice versa. There are times that I am speaking to somebody in Japan and I would either have a meeting at um, uh, seven in the morning, which is kind of their late time, or many of the times I would have a meeting about 8.30 ish in night once they are in office next day morning so yes uh off and on there are a lot of those off work hour meetings uh, going on oh wow i can't imagine imagine like having a 3 a.m meeting i don't think my brain will function at that point <laughs> Uh, generally, no, they, everybody is pretty considerate about the fact that um, we wouldn't have a 3 a.m. meeting, but uh, given the fact that we are providing customer support to our tours on the road, uh, there, there have been that, those 3 a.m. escalation calls where something happened and I just have to jump into action and provide support to my staff because uh, my customer care department is working 24-7. Mm -hmm. And since you mentioned all the stressful things that could happen at this job, what is something that you enjoy the most at your job? Uh, one of the things that I enjoy most is um, interaction with my staff. I, 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 I just completely love it. Uh, we have a very uh, open forum, friendly relationships going on and uh, being able to uh, discuss things and uh, learn about each other's cultures. Uh, we, our company is a very multinational company and I have people from different nationalities right now. I have uh, Japanese people, Indonesian people, uh, um, Bulgarian girl and some Indian people. So it's, um, it's, it's a mixed pot of things. And, you know, when we talk to each other and pe different people react to a situation 
in different ways, depending on what their cultural upbringing has been. That is one of the most interesting things about my day-to-day -day job. And same thing happens when I'm interacting with different offices, my colleagues in different offices across the world, because I'm, I'm kind of, I enjoy the fact that I know, oh, this one is Indonesian, he would expect this. Oh, these are Japanese, they would want it done this way. So I, that, that kind of is something that keeps my job very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like learning about everyone's new cultures in the office and then kind of using that to exactly that knowledge for the travel um, groups that come in as well. That's so cool. Um, so we're heading to our last few questions and then I just wanted to give you a heads up. We are doing rapid fire questions at the end just to get to know you personally more. So for my last few questions, I have this for you. What do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Do you see yourself at the same company and position or do you see yourself maybe doing something different? I definitely uh, have thankfully grown very fast and very well with my current company, which is also kind of um, growing at a good pace here in North America. So I definitely, uh, I'm looking to grow further with the same company for now. Mm, okay. And if you give any advice to young women who want to hold senior leadership positions like you, what would you tell them? Uh, one of the main things for women that I'm going to tell them is that uh, as a woman, we can't skip a beat. Uh, we have to know it all and do it all uh, we are scrutinized judged way more than men are into this society and especially if you are aiming at that senior position or role you have to be best at what you do mm -hmm. we really have to bring it all in to just yes. shine the males <laughs> exactly all right now it's time for the fun questions, the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Where is your dream destination spot? My dream destination spot uh, is going to be in the, uh, the southern part of Japan. There are these smaller islands. When I was there last time, I just kind of saw a video and they are incredibly beautiful so that's what and and then the great thing about that is also experiencing the culture it's not just your r&r at an island so that that's my dream destination i wish i could travel more i've only been to chicago and china and i really want to go to japan it looks so nice over there yeah it's 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 incredible uh the the culture it just it's, it's amazing. You, 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 you kind of are shifted in time. You know, you're still living in present with every bit of technology around you, mm -hmm. yet those traditions and cultural values, uh, that, that, that's just, that just kind of amazed me. Mm -hmm. And speaking of traveling, how many places have you traveled to in total and any favorite spots that you would recommend? Uh, I've traveled to almost more than 40 countries. 
some of the favorite places uh, for me, uh, I would say, uh, I, I love Italy. Uh, that's that's uh, my number one because of the history, culture, and food. Uh, my number two uh, would be Japan. Again, um, traditions uh, and natural beauty. Uh, and uh, then uh, I, I love uh, Fiji. The, it, it, it's such a calming island retreat that I've been to. So these would be my top three. Fiji. I always thought that was like a fantasy island. How is it in Fiji? So um, it's still kind of like um, the, I would say uh, the modernness uh, has not touched it so much mm-hmm. uh, like uh, most of the other um, islands, uh, which are very tourism dominated. You're you, 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 you are still able to feel people, their culture, and that nice, slow, relaxing pace of life. Uh, that's, uh, uh, and then they, they, they literally, they, they are, they're so cut off from rest of the world. You know, when you say, I just want to switch it off and go somewhere, that, 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 that is it for me. Just switch it off and relax somewhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of relaxing somewhere else, if you could live in any other country, where would you choose? Any other country outside of Canada, where would I choose? Oh man. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a lot. Pro- probably France. Ooh. Do you speak French? No, I don't, but I will learn. <laughs> Do you prefer a cruise or a flight? Flight. What is one thing you cannot live without? Uh, one thing, water. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite season? Fall. Do you prefer the hot or the cold? Uh, cold. <laughs> really? You like the cold weather? Yeah, but I, I grew up in India with the daily temperature of about 45 to 50 degrees. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> And are you binge watching any shows? Yes, during COVID I did. And um, uh, I binge watched quite a few shows. And the funniest one was Bridgerton. I, I, was, I, I binge watched the whole uh, season in like uh, one night. Oh my God, Karishma. That is a lot of episodes. And they're like an hour long, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I think I think they they did they just had about what yeah like I probably did a 15, 10, 12 hour binge watching on that it was eight or nine uh, episodes yeah no 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 it, they weren't that many oh. it was an eight nine episode the first season oh. I I I I had to it it was kind of funny um I, it was COVID uh, my husband was unwell I had to take him to hospital but they wouldn't allow me in. So I just dropped him and now it was a matter of him calling me to pick him up anytime I didn't want to sleep. So I ended up binge watching the entire Bridget. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have a Bridgerton um, exhibition in downtown right now for Halloween. Like you can- dress- No, I, I didn't, I didn't. That would be interesting to see. 
so cool. Not, not that not that I was a fan. I think one of the reasons I binge watched it was like, are you kidding me? Is this for real? <laughs> I see where you're coming from. And then the last rapid fire question. What is your go-to drink order? My go-to uh, drink order is vodka on uh, vodka ice and uh, limes Ooh, that sounds fancy <laughs> so that wraps up our rapid fire questions it was great getting to know you better karishma thank you for taking the time to chat with me today it was great getting to know you hearing and hearing about what you are and what you are doing right now for your head of operations we will link Karishma's contact info below if anyone wants to reach out to her via LinkedIn. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Call Her CEO and stay tuned on our Instagram at Call Her CEO or our website trssociety.ca slash call dash her dash CEO. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>